All right. So welcome or welcome back to the Next Step Nonstop podcast. And I am Erica. I am here with one of my co-workers, the lovely, the lovely Debbie Cakes. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and have her introduce you, uh, introduce herself to you guys. And then we're going to get started into the fun stuff. All right, Debbie. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Debbie. I've been flying for seven going on eight years now. I've been DC based all along. I worked international. I worked domestic. I everywhere <laughs> i love it so she's what she's telling you is that she is senior and she has experience honey <laughs> maybe, maybe not so senior maybe not not maybe not that senior but she's got experience but nothing too crazy no medical emergencies no evacuation none of that really you've never had to do any of those things no really i've, I've been really lucky oh well, see like, now that you said it now. none of that did you do you think you just jinxed it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, hopefully not. That's so funny though. No, I think you're I think you're gonna be good. All right, so let's get right into it. I want to ask you some questions and I want you to be just as honest as you can with us, okay? okay. All right. So first one's up. Do you did you have any expectations coming into this career? Why or why not? And if you did, what were they? I mean, I worked in pretty much every job you can think. I work in sales. I work in restaurants and everything. And then growing up, I always wanted to be a flight attendant. When I was little, on my first flight, I was like, they're so beautiful. I want to be just like them. And then growing up, and then I went to school. I did. I went to college. And I was just like, it just never clicked to me. And I always thought that to be a flight attendant, you have to go through, like, flight attendant training and stuff yeah. like that, you know? I didn't realize that airlines actually train you. So yeah. when I... I met a pilot and then at my previous job at Verizon, he was like telling me about, you should apply. It's really easy. You don't need no experience. So one thing led to another. I went to the open house. I got the job in 2015 and then I've been flying ever since. Love yeah. it. I love this job. I can't imagine doing anything else other than flying. Oh, see, now that was actually one of my questions. I was going to uh, ask you, <laughs> do you ever see yourself in another career? But I guess that's a no. <laughs> I do as like oh. time, but I oh, never okay. think got my wings. Like, yeah, I'm I'm actually back in school right now. I'm mm -hmm. actually finishing up, and then I actually do want to pick up accountant. Nice. Yeah, so that's my that's plan. awesome. So that's gonna be your part time gig, your side hustle, if you will. Yeah, that's the job that's gonna pay the bills. Yeah. But this, this would be my cool job. Okay, so that's gonna be the fun thing you do, kind of get away, go on vacations and things like mm -hmm. that. I love it. Yeah, see, I, I like that. That's something I would do too. <laughs> All right. Beijing for like shopping once a month. Oh my God. You can get anything in Beijing, anything you want. I love it. <laughs> All right. So did you actually know anybody uh, within the aviation field before you got in? No. No? Okay. So it was just the pilot that you met at Verizon. Yep. And that was oh, it. And cool. everything has just been, I guess, I don't know, just luck. Yeah, no, I love it. And FYI, Debbie is an amazing flight attendant. She is very thorough. She is so much fun. She's left me love notes on the plane. I just love her so much. <laughs> All right, so let's get to the good stuff, shall we? Um, so what's something that surprised you about being a flight attendant or in this field in general? It's more so like the uncertainty of like how the flight's going to be like, you never like, you know where you're going, mm -hmm. but you're not really sure how well you got to click with the crew, the passengers that's going to be on the flight and stuff like that. But yeah. um, 
everything's been good so far. I'm telling you, I've been really lucky. I love it. A lot of people on the plane. I had a lot of great crews. I meet a lot of like you. I met you on the plane. Like, (laughs) well, it's because you're so sweet. And I think that's why that has a lot to do with it. All right. So let's keep going. What is something that you've learned about yourself since you took this position? Let's just say, um, growing up, I, I've been always been an introvert. Okay. I was myself. I don't believe that. <laughs> it's, it's love. It brings, it changes you. Like I, now that I start flying, I want to like get out there. I love talking to people. Um, yeah. I know it sounds cliche, but it sounds like I'm more like a people person now. Mm. Yeah. I think you have to be in this career. Okay. So what's the number one thing you hear when you tell people that you're a flight attendant? Oh my God. I wish I start. Oh, um, they're always like, do you get the same layover? Do you have to pay for your hotel? Yeah. You know, um, you know, this, like my neighbors, cousins, uncle, stepchild and stuff like that. <laughs> I know somebody. Yeah. I love but, it. You know, like in the aviation business, you really know each other. Like you start, like you, re- it's like a family. Absolutely. A crew at the airport, you know, you do that knot and be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. yeah. I love it, especially when you are, when you have, I don't want to say necessarily a smaller airport, but when you have a, uh, a group of flight attendants that tend to fly out of the same airport, you start to get to know them. And like, Debbie is actually one of the people that I get to know or got to know. And you start to like, every time you see him, you're like, oh my God, you know, you could see any, somebody somewhere. I think I've seen you in Denver or San Fran, like yes. any, just anywhere that you are not based or where you're based, of course, but it's just so nice to be able to see somebody when you're out, just out and about. It's, it just makes your day a little easier. And um, because it's different, I think personally, because it's not like a nine to five. So you don't see the exact same people every day. You don't work with the same folks every day. So seeing a, fam- a familiar face out and about is always to me the most fun. It really is like you, like, you remember during the pandemic, like, I won't see you for like, yeah. Months. yeah. And then yeah. I, I'm like, Oh my God, how's it yeah. been? Just pick up right where we left off. And at. I love it. See, and that's that's what I'm talking about. So we don't have the same. I I think we have a stronger connection. I think than maybe some people who work together every day because you know you can kind of get tired of your people. You're like, all right, I'll see you every day. But then like, I feel like the heart. What is it? What is it? Absence make the heart grow, grow stronger or something like that. Because I'm like, oh my god, I haven't seen you. Like, how are things? We get to catch up. It's a lot of fun, right? Yeah, but after a four day, you're like, oh girl, I need I need my break. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I'm gonna need some time. I'll see you in a couple months. Okay. <laughs> I like it. All right. So I know something about this question that I'm gonna ask you, but I want you to tell the, the people. <laughs> so how does flying affect your dating life? It does. I mean, I started flying when I was young, around like my early 20s, and like I do notice like you really have to have a strong communication system and the trust yeah, system when you're dating people mm-hmm. like from aviation mm-hmm. you could be gone like you could be gone four days at once you could be gone that um at my airline we were gone for 40 days at once so Ooh. you have to learn how to trust them and like really communicate with them yeah that's a long time 40 days that's a long time that was uh, yeah that's just that's nuts i can't imagine but, i mean it was fun though you got to see the world of course yeah you know, you have to bomb with the crew, but I mean, now that I think back on it, it's crazy to be gone for 40 days at once. 40, that's over a month. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> you have like 30 days off. So like, you know, oh. on 40, off for 30, like, yeah. well, yeah, so I'm wow. happy where I'm at with my max four days. Yeah, tell them, talk to them. 
What's the um what's the most fun place that you've been so far? Girl, you know me. I love Asia. Anything Asia, I love. Yeah. What's your favorite place in Asia though? I like Thailand. Yeah? I actually have not been to Thailand yet. You have to go. Yeah, I'm slacking. I need to go. <laughs> it's just so magical. Like what I went, it just resets you. It's a really humbling experience, I should say. Wow. Like here, we're um in the states, we're so spoiled that you know, like, oh, I have to wait for a bus or like, you know, I don't know how to say it, but like, it's just a really humbling experience. You see people like working hard and they're only making, I don't know. It's just you just have to experience. I don't want to ruin it for you. You just have to experience it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely want to go to uh, Thailand. I, f- I feel like it's so beautiful. And there's, I mean, there's so many. I've gone to um, Hong Kong and I've gone to Narita in Asia. Um, and those are the only two places so far. But Hong Kong, I think, has to be my favorite place just in general that I've ever been. So well, that's where my family's from. So I'm pretty biased about it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But no, honestly, it, it is. It was. I mean, the people were so welcoming to me. And we just had, I mean, the food was good and it was just, everything was just so nice. And I've never, you know what it is to me when I got there, I think it was like a culture shock because I was going in thinking that was kind of like New York, but it's actually like New York on steroids to me. So (laughs) there were so many people living there. I didn't realize how, I mean, you always hear about, about the amount of people living in Asia, but when I actually got there and I saw it, I was like, this is insane. New York has nothing on this. But, I mean, it was so, so beautiful, especially at night when the lights start lighting up. Oh, I had so much fun. Oh, my God. So, yes, I would agree with that. Once COVID's over, we can have a girl's trip. (sighs) I need COVID to be over. But, you know, honestly, I think think COVID might be – and I know I'm talking about politics for a second, like politics and all this foolishness. But um, I think COVID's going to be around for a minute. I think we're going to have to learn how to travel while still dealing with COVID. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Give it some time. I feel like it's been two years since yeah. it started. Mm-hmm. Like everything's starting to like slowly but surely it's starting to go back. Yeah. I would give that. So how do you feel about like the services and traveling and passengers um, from COVID? Because I'm assuming you were laid off, not laid off. You were furloughed as well, right? Um, for Just for a little bit. Okay. Yeah. So how, how, how do you see um, the services and flying now versus pre-COVID? Oh my, it's night and day. Yeah. What are some of the changes you noticed? Um, the food quality that we're serving, because you know, every airline, ever since COVID, they were cutting back on like, back then we used to have like salad, desserts, appetizer, you know, like the full spread, even the bread and the wine. Yeah. Now that um, they've been cutting back on it, but they've been slowly trying like to go back to where it was, like counting out nuts and like hot towels and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's coming along, but you gotta give it some time. American Airlines they actually bring about alcohol now, so oh okay. I just saw that a couple of days ago, I believe. Okay, I love it. Well, come on back, cause I mean, I enjoyed. I mean, clearly, I enjoyed pre-COVID flying, but <laughs> but it's just interesting how how it changed. And I was furloughed um during the whole pandemic, so. It's it's just very interesting how how quickly things change and how much they change. So I'm I'm curious to see how quickly we can kind of get back and bounce back. So good to know though. All right. So I actually want to know, and I'm not sure about your background. I don't know that we actually talked about this this part of it, but I'm curious to see what you're gonna say. So, do you want to start a family, and how do you expect to manage it? Manage it if you do. 
I do. Well, you mean, um, I talked about it and stuff like that. And then, um, I do plan on getting married soon, mm -hmm. hopefully. And then <laughs> I was like, uh, 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 I better be there. I better be at that wedding. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, eventually like, cause I have worked with a lot of moms who are so, you know, they, um, they show flying, but yeah. to accommodate their schedule, they work red eye flights. So they work they report at what, like 7 PM. They put the kids to bed and they go out to the airport and they come back in the morning and they take them to school and that's when they're I can't do that. That's yeah. for me. Like I, you know I love my sleep. Yeah. So I was thinking like I can I mean the good thing about this job is it's so flexible. You can work as much as you want. Or you don't have to work at all. So I mean I'm not I'm probably just gonna work maybe like a couple of turns here and there and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think like that. My family would be my main priority. Yeah, absolutely. And I would agree with that. So you were kind of talking about the schedule. So I actually want to touch base on that a little bit more. So I uh, know we've discussed uh, line holder versus reserve previously on this podcast. So I want to know a little bit more about you and your schedule. So are you reserve or are you line holder? And what does that mean um, to the folks out there? So now I'm actually reserve. So when reserve, you know, you're on call all the time and um. With our airline, we're I'm on call for 24 hours. Yeah. So I mean, I've been called at like two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning for early check-in. Yeah. And then um, but then that's the good thing about it. like you never know where you're going. That's like that's the excitement of it, I guess you could say. Yeah. Like you never know. They can be giving you like a trip to like you know Hong Kong, mm -hmm. to like all these amazing exotic places, or you can just be going to Cleveland. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the excitement of it never know where you're going work crew schedule because you were at the mercy of crew scheduling the mercy of crew scheduling so can you explain what crew scheduling is to our listeners and viewers so crew scheduling is actually the op it's the whole operation of people who work at the airline and they're the ones who's actually built the trip they're the one actually um schedule people the mm -hmm. flight attendant pilots and how everything goes out they um but yeah that's pretty much it they actually they're their schedule they're the they schedule the flight for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I'm not sure how they choose who's going to be doing what, but it's insane the amount of work and the complexity of, of just that in general, right? So, okay. So can you explain the differences between a reserve and a line holder? So when you first start in the airline, you're going to be reserved, meaning you're just going to be on call. You're on standby all the time. What's standby mean, And what's though? standby is actually when um, there's two standbys. You can sit at home and wait for a scheduler to call you, or you can be at the airport, like what I was earlier. Mm -hmm. You just sit around, and um, if somebody misconnect, or they don't show up, or something happens, the plane, the flight tail goes on, honey. Yeah. So <laughs> they replace you, and then that's where, that's where the airport standby comes in. Mm -hmm. And so for airport standby, standby versus standby at home, how do you, how are they suggested? Do you have a choice, I guess, in these, in that? Mm, not really. <laughs> I was going to say, mm. <laughs> you can preface yeah. it, but I mean, yeah. it's, not it's more so based on like seniority, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so um, going back to the line holder versus reserve. Reserve. So you're just sitting um, standby. And once you build seniority after a couple of years or the base, depending on your base or, yeah. or airline and stuff like that, that's when you start, um, you'll actually hold a line. Mm -hmm. And as a line holder, you actually know when you're leaving, where you're going, 
pretty much and you know what like what stuff to pack for your for your bags like yeah. you meal prep and bring food for yes. your so yeah. i mean life is better as a line holder okay and i understand that so i guess for a line holder you you're able to trade you have more uh, control basically mm-hmm. over your schedule yeah okay love it so next question what keeps you flying the benefits girl i it's, hear you that really is i mean that's what you don't make a lot of money as a flight attendant, I guess you can say. Mm, I would disagree with that. Starting out, you don't make starting much- out. Yeah, yeah. Over time, I know flight attendants will make more than six figures flying. Yes, and that's what I was like. You can actually like your checks. It see, I think, and that's maybe where we need to clarify. So, starting out, you get a minimum salary, and it's it's hourly, of course. Um, and you work a minimum um amount of hours per month. And then once you actually build seniority, like what she was saying, as a line holder, your your pay basically goes up. So for the airlines that have contracts or unions, you actually have like a set amount of money that you can make per year. And, you know, it depends. You might get multiple raises or one per year, however that works for your company. Um, but you once you actually get a line, you can actually work as much or as little as you like. And some of these flight attendants are literally making over 100 grand, over 100 grand because they work so much or they just know how to get these trips. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that you don't make a lot of money initially. I think it all depends on your situation because yeah. there's some people coming right out of college and they don't have a whole lot of debt. So it, to them, this works. And then you have other people who have like full on families and they're like, okay, this it's going to take me a year or so to get used to this amount. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think, I think depending it, it could work out. So you said the benefits keep you flying. Can you explain a little bit more about that? It's like the it's like going anywhere, like wherever you want to go. You can just hop on, on my off days. You can go wherever you want. As long as there's a seat, you'll get on. Yes. And it's I not me. Like my family and friends, they, they can fly for free as well, too. Mm-hmm. So how does how does your friend are your family and friends on buddy passes? Mm-hmm. OK, so what's the difference between buddy passes and enrolled friends? So enrolled friend, that person, they actually have a higher priority. They have the same priority as you. Yes. Based on like your higher date. Mm-hmm. In airline, everything is seniority. Everything, everything. is seniority. Depending <laughs> on like, you know, like your pay, your trips, like even down to the position that you work on the plane. Yes. You can be in first class or you can be in coach. It all depends on seniority. Do you have a preference? First class or coach? Girl, you know me. I love my first class salary. <laughs> I love it. See, now I like to be purser. That is my thing. You're I so really Thank you. I really, really enjoy it. It's, I don't know what it is. It's either going to be the aft galley or purser position. So <laughs> I'm in the back of coach doing like the galley and the meals and drinks and things, or I'm at the front kind of running the show, which either or works for me. Right. Okay. So next question. We huh? We need you up there. Oh, I appreciate you. And I look, I will gladly thank you very much. <laughs> I love it. I'm trying to get Debbie to become an international purser. And for you all who don't know what an international purser is, it's basically the lead flight attendant or like the supervisory role um, for international flights. And I think she'll be fan-freaking-tastic at it, but she doesn't want to do it. So if you guys, or when you guys see this episode, put in the comments, Debbie, become an international purser. I'm going to work on it, y'all. I'm going to work on it, all right? What were you about to say? Nothing. Just Maybe the pay will be, will 
entice me to become a parser one day. As it should, because that is it is absolutely a bump up. That is for sure. <laughs> All right. So next question. What is a change that you'd like to see within the aviation industry? Change? Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I would like to see is actually better quality food that we serve on the plane. Okay. Is that just based on now or pre-COVID as well? Both. And like, yeah. I've flown on like um those foreign carers, Emirates, Etihad, Qatar. And oh my God, it's such good. Like the food is good. The service is good. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something like U.S. carers can actually work on. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think we should get more taste testing. <laughs> I'm like, I see all these meals, and I'm like, mm, I would love to taste that. <laughs> That's the big girl inside me. Okay, she thrives, honey. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna turn down for lemon yawn. Oh no, baby, no, I will not. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right, so let's see. What is your most favorite and least favorite aspect about being a flight attendant? I guess the least favorite, we'll start there. There is actually not getting paid for boarding. Oh, talk to them. Yes. 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 That is just awful. You could be working a 13-hour day, but you're actually only getting paid for five or six hours. And the yep. rest of the day is for just for boarding, deplaning, boarding, deplaning. And like you, flight attendants, we don't get paid for that. Yeah. And that's something a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. So I just um there's actually um a movement going on right now with like getting flight attendants for um people to actually start paying us for boarding. Yep, I agree. They as they should, one hundred percent. Okay, so what's your most favorite? I'm assuming you're gonna say the benefits. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I, uh, I like that. I can't really pinpoint one. I mean, I love going to work. Mm-hmm. Especially if you see like people I work with, like crews I love. I love yeah. hanging out with them. Like I could be working a really bad trip. Yeah. But it's actually the crew. They make such a big difference on like what the trip is going to be. Yeah. I would agree with that 100%. And that's, and that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. When you see somebody that's familiar to you or just being able to connect with your crew, it can make the worst trip one of the best. Just because you have that connection, you guys build a bond, you maybe hang out or whatever the case is. Yeah, I would agree with that 100%. Okay. And can you see yourself doing another career? I'm assuming yes, because you said you wanted to be an accountant. Is that right? Yeah, but part-time. Part-time. <laughs> Only part-time. Don't play with Don't play with Debbie. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I want to say thank you so much for joining. I have one additional question. Um, and so this is for anybody who is becoming a a flight attendant starting out or someone who wants to be a flight attendant but hasn't started yet do you have any advice any kind of points or or, um anything that they can do or should do or what they should kind of get ready for i mean the thing is like when you apply for all these airlines what they're really looking for is actually to be genuine they're looking for customer service they're looking to make sure are you going to be ambassador? Because you're going to be representing the company. They want someone who's kind. Mm-hmm. You have to show sympathy, empathy, and all of the above. That's what yeah. they're really looking for. Absolutely. Don't go to those flight attendant training. Granted, I, I bet they're really nice, but like mm-hmm. that's not required. No, you don't need that. Your money. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, just go at it. Be genuine. Go out and meet people. Um, definitely do get some customer service experience. That's what they're really Absolutely. looking for. And learn a language. 
Yes, I need to do that. But yes, I agree. <laughs> so what's your second language? I speak Cantonese. I love it. I need so, really need to pick um, up a second language. A little Spanish every here and now, but yeah, I can speak plain Spanish. And what I mean by plain Spanish is I can <laughs> I can work Spanish on the plane. And as soon as we deplane, I'm like, okay, well, my Spanish has come to its term. Like, that's all the Spanish I know. <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. I love it. Well, thank you. It, it does, right? You, you, I mean, there's things you just have to figure out as you're working. So, but I want to thank you so much. I want you to let the folks know where they can find you if you'd like them to find you on Instagram or whatever social media you have. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you so much for having me. If you guys would like to follow me, my name on Instagram is Debbie Cakes. How's it spelled? D-E-B-B-Y-C-A-K-E-S. Perfect. Well, once again, thank you, Debbie. We love you. Thank you so much for coming on. 